welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi there, welcome to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly, Money Tips Daily, bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate, and enjoy more money. Well, today I want to give you eight tips to survive the coming recession. Now, why do I say the coming recession? This is not just something I I made up or think, you know, if you keep saying there's going to be a recession, then eventually there will be one. This is is actually happening now. I think we're already heading into recession territory, and I'm going to give you some reasons why. And and I also want to tell you what you can do to prepare for this, this downturn, recession, whatever you want to call it. Now, signs of a downturn include right now, at the moment, household bills are literally going through the roof. Um, and, and and I've seen this myself on properties I manage, how the bills are, are going up, uh, doubling in, in some cases, even more than doubling. Uh, in, in, in some cases, they're going up from, say, around £150 a month. And now, now the company's quoting that after April, it will go up to four to five hundred pounds per month, per month, just for fuel. They're, they're quoting something like five thousand pounds a year just for gas and electricity, whereas these things usually used to cost something like twelve hundred a year. So it, it is crazy. Now, obviously, this is this means that people can't get out of paying that, right? You've got to heat your home. Uh, so unless you've got some wood burning stove or something, you can buy logs or something like that. You know, the vast majority of people use gas and electricity in most Western countries. So that means they have to pay out this money. So that will be less money they've got to spend on going out to eat, buying clothes, going to the cinema, going to shows, and just generally going out. And, and going out is also another cost because fares are going up and the cost of petrol at the pumps is at the, is at the highest it's ever been. Uh, literally the highest it's ever been. So the cost of filling up a, a an average sort of car tank has gone up from something like fifty-five pounds to something like eighty-five pounds. So it, it's you know even going out now, people are rethinking their their journeys. You know, do I want to go to that party? Do I want to hold this reunion? Do I want to drive into to go to the zoo today? Whatever it is, they're now thinking about petrol and 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 I certainly even I thought about it now and. Uh, it's something I never really thought about. I just put put uh, petrol in the car, and sometimes you think, well, that's cost a bit more to fill up. Other times you think well, it's gone down a bit. But I've never really looked at the price of, of petrol at, at the pumps. But now it's becoming something. It's, it's, it really is in your face. Now, in addition, petrol will affect not just people going out, but it affects everything. It affects all the deliveries you get. It affects everything that's delivered in this country. Is is more or less got to the to, to the warehouses and got to the shops by by road by transport by lorries so it, it is bound to affect the cost of everything because if you if you've got stuff being delivered and the the haulage company say look our fuel bills have doubled in the last year we've got to put up prices then that means you've got to pass those prices on to somebody you've got to p- pass those if you're a wholesaler you'll pass it on to the retailer and the retailer will pass it on to the consumer so it will affect everybody and in addition to that, raw materials are up by over 30%. Cost of shipping is up by 10 times in, in the last couple of years. 
so all that stuff we bring in from China is now 10 times more expensive to, to ship here. And, and maybe that's why we're seeing shortages of things in, in the shops. We're seeing certain items not there anymore or less choice than they used to be. We're not running out of stuff. We're not running out of toilet paper, but certainly things, the amount of choice has, has, has definitely reduced in, in the shops. Now, the UK official inflation rate is at the highest ever been for, for, for 30 years, around five and a half percent. But we know that it's really higher than that because food inflation, essential goods inflation is running at, I, I would estimate, between 20 and 30 percent. And some goods are up by over 50 percent. Things like, you know, people going out to the shops and, and feeding their kids on pasta. You know, they notice that pasta, some, some pasta has gone up by 50 to 100 percent more than they used. To. And pasta was so cheap, you know, you just go in there and pasta was just a nothing. You could buy a big bag of it for a pound, you know. Uh, so families are starting to struggle. And, you know, they, they really are. Even families who shop frugally, they go to the, the cheapest stores, you know, the Lidl and the Aldi's. And, you know, you could buy tin goods really, really cheaply, like four tins of this for a pound, four tins of lentils for a pound. No, it's not like that anymore. Things have really rocketed in price and it's all hidden at the moment. It, it's really under the radar. But once it starts to hit the official inflation rates, people will realize it. But people on lower incomes that spend a higher proportion of their income on food and essentials like food and fuel and, and that sort of thing, uh, they are already feeling the pinch. If you're uh, earning more money if you're earning say I don't know hundred thousand a year and you know you're in the top income rate bracket then you know an another thousand pounds on food is not going to really matter, matter. it's only the one or two percent difference but to a family that where the household income is is say uh, thirty thousand you know that that food bill is really going to to, to bite and and hurts and it's not just food it's it's cleaning materials, it's toilet paper, it's stuff for the kids, it's shoes and clothes. All these things are, are really rocking up. So the end of the, the days of cheap, really cheap goods seem to be over. I remember when, uh, you know, about 10 years ago when I was filling up a house with stuff and I, I thought, I, I went into a shop called Tesco's here and they had this value range. And at that time, I'm sure you could buy a toaster, like a white basic toaster that I had to put in this house, six pounds. You could buy a kettle for like six or seven pounds. You know, you could buy microwaves for like 20 pounds. You know, that's all gone now. There aren't any of these really cheap goods anymore. And, and prices have definitely rocketed. Um, so farm prices, fertilizer, seed are all soaring in price. Fertilizer um, up 100% last year. This is in America. Uh, apparently because it uses a lot of natural gas, which has gone up, as we know. And, the, and this is in the production of nitrogen-based fertilizers. Now, most farmers, apart from a few organic farmers, need fertilizers, right? So that, that's going to affect the, the price of the crops, the wheat, the barley, all these sort of things. The, the corn is all going to be affected by the cost of this, this fertilizer and seed prices going up. So food is not going to go down anytime soon. That This is a, a real big problem, I'm telling you. Uh, food inflation, rampant, unlikely to slow down, uh, making this really tough for ordinary families, as I said. Now, the stock market correction um, or crash would, would, would really be another nail in the coffin for, for a recession because it would reduce investment, reduce, uh, you know, increase unemployment. It would be, you know, a loss for people, a loss of billions of, of dollars and pounds of savings for people that have got money tied up in investments in, in the, that, that are linked to the stock market. So that would that would drive the country further into recession. And as in some stock market crashes, it, it even can 
uh, cause uh, the countries to go into depressions like in the 1929 crash. So just just watch out for that. It's uh, it, it's quite a serious thing. And, and and I say stock market correction because there are signs that the market is played out. It's reached a peak uh, just last year in, in America and it is going down. I mean, as, as we speak um, uh, today, uh, markets were down. I'm just going to check it right now. Uh, but certainly markets have been down this week. The Nasdaq fell by about 3%, I think, midweek. Um, so it, it's, it, is, it is quite a serious uh, issue around the world. So it's not just... Um, it, it's, it's not just... Uh, like um, just people saying, oh, the markets are going to crash. And I follow a lot of people and I, I've analyzed this. It's not just we're, we're just saying this, that, you know, I really have analyzed. So the, the, the London FTSE is down um, uh, FTSE. Now, the, the US markets at the moment, uh, I'm not sure if they're even open yet. Uh, they would be open by now. Yeah, of course, because um, I'm, I'm in London. Um, but the US markets, let's have a look here. Uh, market prices. We'll check here actually today. I, I know they've been up and down this week, and uh, they definitely have been on on the on the decline. Certainly in the, in the last year. So Fed Fed today, uh, FTSE today slides. Uh, Federal Reserve are looking to to increase interest rates in March. We we think uh, the, the FTSE slid uh, three points. Uh, so so things are. Are, are looking uh, quite serious for for the markets, and uh, in, in my opinion, that there is going to be a, a definite correction uh, coming very soon. Now, correction could be a ten or twenty percent drop. Uh, a, a, a a crash would be more than that. Obviously, a crash then you know you're you're going to see uh, big problems. Then now, a lot of people say, well, what does it matter if the stock market crashes? It doesn't matter. I'm not invested in the stock market. Uh, who cares? But it, it will matter to you because it affects your pension. It affects employment. It affects the amount of investment going into to companies. Uh, it, it, it really does uh, affect. So it's a market today is kind of treading water, but they're definitely down on on overall that they are down. They're definitely down on on on, on this year. Yeah, the, the Nasdaq, is, I, I think, has peaked. That's where most of the tech stocks are. But the main thing is that the stock prices are, are just overpriced on, on the basis of any price to earnings ratios on the basis of actual real earnings that these companies are producing. The, the prices of stocks are, are just way out of kilter. And this is because there's been a lot of cheap money flowing in. Uh, institutions have had a lot of money to invest and you know it's just pushed up prices. So in previous podcasts uh, last year, I've been talking about stock market crashes. I think it's only the action of the Federal Reserve and the central banks that have saved the market from going down. But I remember in the previous podcast, I advised people to look to stock up on things, to invest, if you like, in non-perishable foods and household goods, because I knew that prices were going up faster than inflation, faster than most investments you can put your money into. Uh, you know, investments now in banks are, are earning almost 0%. And I, I was speaking to a bank yesterday, the Nat West Bank, uh, I was in there and I said, have you put your rates up? And they said, no, we haven't put our rates up. And said, it doesn't always go up when, when interest rates go up. Well, it certainly goes down when interest rates go down, I'll tell you that. But there's been two interest rate rises, uh, one in November, one last month, up, to, you know, going up from virtually zero to half a percent. So it's gone up by nearly 0.5%. And yet they still have not passed on this 
this rate rise to savers. And yet they are charging, you know, mortgages have gone up. Uh, some some mortgages for buy-to-lets are now over 3%. And certainly credit cards, 18 to 30 to 40%. And these greedy banks are not even passing on their, their, the, 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 the rate rises to the, to their loyal savers. So you definitely got to look at your what you're earning in the bank and, and move it to a bank that will pay you more and values your, your custom. Now, also, we've got massive debts, uh, not just personal debt, but, but country debt. Um, US national debt now exceeds $30 trillion. That's $30,000 billion. Uh, and it's now 128% of their GDP. It's more than their GDP. So they are really living well above their means. In 1980, for instance, and that wasn't a great time for the economy, the US national debt was 34% of, of GDP. And in 2000, it was uh, 59% of, of GDP uh, at the turn of the century. So it's been creeping upwards. Now, the UK national debt is not much better. Um, it's certainly around, you know, very high percentage of the GDP, but it's over two trillion pounds. Uh, which is is you know an, an awful lot of money for a country like the, like the UK. So to so this debt's got to be paid back. Interest rate rises will mean that the debt payments will go up for everybody, and it will mean less cheap money around for for companies to to just take this money in and invest because rates will will go up. So I think that that alone will cause the stock market to decline and maybe to correct or, or crash. Now, I want to give you these eight tips to survive the coming recession. I'm going to go through this fairly quickly because I'm, I'm going to do a more detailed analysis of this and go into it in more depth on my new Patreon service that I'll be launching very, very soon. So watch out for that. I'll tell you about that where I'll give exclusive access to members who want to get more, more, more in-depth analysis and spend more time on things uh, with me and go, go through how to, you know, manage your money and make more from your money. But we'll go through that in more detail on, on the membership program run by run by Patreon. So the eight tips to survive the current uh, recession. I've gone through the first one. I've gone through many, many times in my book. Uh, yes, money can buy you happiness, which is to make a spreadsheet of all of your income and outgoings. Uh, now, you can do this on a, on a bit of paper, but if you put it on a spreadsheet, auto summit, it, it, it's much more uh, visual and visible. Uh, so I would do that right away, make a spreadsheet and just, just look at what's coming in and where it's going, exactly where it's going. You can do this from your bank statement or whatever, but you, you must do this. Number two, tighten your belt. Cut out all unnecessary expenditure. Check your standing orders and direct debits for things that memberships and that sort of thing that you may not need, you may not use anymore. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I know this will have a knock-on effect on the economy and almost become a self-fulfilling prophecy that if everyone stops spending, the country goes into recession. But you've got to think of yourself. If you've got the money to spend, go ahead and spend it. But if you're if you're doing this on credit cards, then, then please stop that. And that brings me on to number three, reduce your credit card balance or pay it off if, if you possibly can. Just get rid of it because, you know, the interests are now anywhere between 80 and 40%. It makes no sense to have money in the bank earning, as I said a minute ago, earning less than what, 1% and then you're paying you know, 30 or 40% on your credit card. So you might as well move that money across so that um, you can uh, you know, pay that money off and it will, it will reduce your outgoings because you won't be paying all that interest back on, on the credit cards. Uh, you still need a cash reserve, by the way. You still need to have six to 12 months of cash in the bank in reserve in case you, know, you lose your job. Um, but 
at the same time, you shouldn't have any more than that if, you, if you've got a massive credit card debt sitting in, in the background. Uh, most people don't have any cash reserve. We heard this during the lockdown when people were laid off, so I can't pay my mortgage next month. You know, most people, as, as Brian Tracy used to say, are no more than two salary checks away from bankruptcy and foreclosure. Number four is build up a cash reserve of six to 12 months of outgoings. And that's what I've just covered just now, but uh, just make sure that you've got some money in the bank, but but do pay off those credit cards if, if you possibly can, or certainly reduce the balance. Number five is to look at your income and think about if, you, if you've really tightened up your belt all you can and you've cut out all the unnecessary expenditure and you're still shopping in Lidl and you're buying cheap stuff, then maybe your income is just not enough to cover your, 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 your lifestyle. So think about taking a part-time job. There are loads of jobs being advertised. There's a shortage of labor and all sorts of things. You know, whether it be drivers, laborers, working in shops, think about that. Maybe you can do a Saturday job. Maybe you can do an evening job. Um, this is what migrants have always done throughout the, the, the years is, is you know, when they, they get here, they, they have two and three jobs sometimes. So with inflation running at record rates, your income is falling behind with uh, spending power, with it, with inflation. Because if inflation is at, even at 5% at the moment, and I think it's more than that, and you're getting to say a 1% or a no percent or two or 3% pay rise, you know, that's not, not going to cover the average cost of living rises. Okay, so think about a part time. Think about maybe a, a setting up a home based business. I want to talk a little bit about how you can help you do that in a, in a second. But you know, just something to bring in a little bit of extra money. I, I don't care what it is, but do do think about that. Number six is to review your investments. Make sure that you're not exposed to a stock market during a downturn or a crash. So you know, this includes your pension funds, your ISAs if they're stock market ISA, mutual funds. Take independent advice. But remember, a lot of fund managers and some advisors will say, oh, don't, don't get your money out of the market, stay in the market. You know, but if you stay in the market and there's a 50% crash, it could take five years before you catch up to where you were to, in, in that crash. So, so do think about that. Um, I, I never hear fund managers and advisors and get out now. I, I just never hear that. Maybe they're out, but they, they let everybody else stay in. So number six is to reduce your, your mortgage payments and uh, sorry, review your mortgage payments, review your insurance, loans and supplies. I've often, you know, I've mentioned this in my book before. Yes, money can buy happiness. But this is now even more urgent. You must do this now. Um, and, you know, reviewing your loans and supplies can, have a, can save you a fortune. So, you know, you might be trying to earn as much as you can, but you're wasting money uh, paying out for, say, a credit card that's costing you too much or your mortgage. You're on a variable rate and you could switch to a discount or a fixed so I've saved thousands of pounds by switching my mortgage, utility supplies and insurance contracts. Incidentally, with the utility supplies in the UK, uh, I, I think it's going to be very difficult to switch now. You should have done this last year. I think now you're, you're not going to get a good deal right now if you switch. But you can certainly try on these comparison sites because rates, they've already anticipated that the cost of this natural gas is, and, and electricity has already gone up. So they're not going to give you a really cheap fixed rate offer. Finally, number eight is to stay positive. Um, now, I know things are bad, but stay positive and plan to come out of this recession stronger than ever. Now, during a, a recession or a downturn or a difficult period, um, a lot of people just give up. They just say, well, you know, no one's got any money. There's no point in working. There's no point in even looking out there for anything because 
everything's down, isn't it? Whereas people who think, no, I'm not going to join this recession, just decide that, look, I'm going to work doubly hard. I'm going to clean up and make more money in this recession. And my business is going to go up. I've done this myself in previous recessions and just said, I'm not going to join this recession. I've been in other recessions. I didn't like it. So this one, I'm, I'm really going to just try and uh, keep Keep yourself positive, but but not just think, you know, Pollyanna positivity. I'm talking about keeping yourself moving forward, looking for opportunities, working harder than the next person next year. So, look, that, that's the eight tips there. Um, I'm going to go through these in more detail on my Patreon service. But I mentioned one of them, which was to maybe think about starting a home-based business. Now, online shopping has gone up literally exponentially in the last couple of years, as, as you know. But it doesn't mean that you can't get in on the act as well. Lots of services like uh, Amazon Shopify offer you the, the, the ability to, to set up your own store on online at, at very cheap rates. Now, one service I want to mention is because people think, well, I need a website. I've got to pay a web de designer. Then I need a mailing list. I've got to pay for that. Then I need... Um, you know, another service like a membership site and I need a funnel and a, and a shopping cart to, to, to collect payments. And all these things can add up to a lot of money. You know, the subscription for all of these things put together could be five, six hundred, seven hundred pounds or dollars per month. But the company called Groove Funnels, and I'm using these myself, have, have got a, a service where you can build your your website and you can get at least one website and funnel absolutely free if you join now but this access will end shortly and and also they're, they're offering a a deal right now for the next couple of weeks that's no, not even the next couple of weeks it ends on the 22nd of february where you can actually get lifetime access with no fees forever so it's it's a really good service um and i'm putting the link up there so it's, but this lifetime access offer will end on the 22nd of february it's a great service. What it does, it combines all of these add-on services that you need when you're running a home-based business into one application. So it's a one-stop shop where you can do everything from collect money to, to providing a funnel, which could include, say, a lead magnet, could include uh, a, a page where you go and opt in. They're even offering a webinar service, uh, which you know does cost a lot of money if you use uh, other services like you know Webinar Jam and, and, and these sorts of things. So um, it, it really is good. That uh, they're really trying to capture the market now. Obviously, prices will go up in the future, but if you can get this free access, then then do go for it. So thanks for listening. Uh, have a, have a great weekend. Have a great day wherever you are. And if you listen to a recording of this, then please get into that Groove Funnels as as soon as possible so you can get that offer while it's still there. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit MoneyTipsDaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 